So, uh, one thing that has always intrigued me is like how someone could like just snap and kill someone. Like the thought is so intriguing that because like you could show nothing, you could be perfect, you could be fine, and then all of a sudden you just decided to kill someone or like I always wondered like why like how does that work like if I went to work every day and just I did everything that I wanted to do I had I wasn't miserable or anything and then just oh one day I just fuck it like do you think that do you think that it's like a like a silent song that goes off in someone's head like a like an alarm like do you do you believe in and this is gonna sound funny but like do you believe in evil like real evil because i've seen some we've like seen the some influence of evil yeah like we've seen some evil shit in this world yeah like so i believe that there is a such thing as pure evil however if you've never exhibited that Mm. How does that happen? Um, it's so like I don't know. It's always been interesting to me, like, like I, and this is not, but like, for instance, like there's a twelve year old girl in Oklahoma, mm. and she stabbed her nine year old to death, her nine year old brother to death. Oh wow! And she's twelve, like, right. so it's what creates that yeah like what just happened like Mm. what the fuck just happened like yeah how do you explain that like because around that age that's when they're just starting to get get it like retain important shit like yeah you know what I mean like so what went wrong that's a good question so it, it's just it's just it's just something that always sticks in the back of my mind because it's it's intriguing to me because it's all it's one of those things where there's no it's kind of no answer for it but like I feel like there should be mm. whether it's like an imbalance in your brain maybe that you like again like I said like a silent bell yeah like just hit and like you just did it and then didn't know almost like you blacked out right but I don't know I, I honestly don't know but yeah that's that's something that just always sticks out to me what, what a way to start it off yeah, listen man <laughs> what, what makes murderers I don't know <laughs> that's, that's one hell of a way to start no, off I know, I know. but uh <laughs> how you doing everybody um, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I'm Kirk Hill Jr., founder and co-host of uh, The Hill Review, and this is... Philip Rios. We are Phil and Hill. Yes. Uh, we're back for another one. Uh, if you didn't check out the last episode, we chopped it up with Winter, a.k.a. Tur of Wind, a.k.a. The, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. <laughs> and it was a great one. It was a good talk about mental health. On the, on the hills of that, I would like to... Uh, kind of add to that episode real quick um because there's a couple of things there's a couple of things that 
I feel like that we're not we're not really talking about as a society mm-hmm. and we're failing we're failing to mention this and there's a lot of things that's just like what the fuck what are we really talking about here and what are we what are we outraged about yeah um like so we live in New York and people want to sit there and be like mental health is the real issue but it's like we have so many mentally ill out on the street that it's just not okay. Right. It doesn't make sense. You say you want to help people. You say you care. You say that mental health is the actual thing we need to talk about. Yet, I can go outside right now and find at least three mentally ill people who need actual help. And sometimes they go hand in hand because now they're mentally ill and also homeless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it's tough because it's hard to find what pocket they're in because you mentally ill, homeless, possibly an alcoholic, possibly a drug addict, yeah. possibly both. It's, and you know, all of the above of type course. shit. So, um, and people have varying opinions about how to handle these things because some people look at it as a health concern. Um, some people just view it as, I'm trying to live on my street and these nasty people are yeah. ugling up my neighborhood. Some people look at it as like, Man, this is somebody I used to know, you know, and I don't know what to do about it. And then, you know, the the sad reality is, for some people, that's just a recurring customer. No. And you're just doing what you what you got to do there. No. To survive, you know. Um, and honestly, in as far as the mental illness aspect of it, um, I think. I think it's tough because it's so hard to see outside of your periphery. Right. And when I'm walking down the street and I have my children with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I see I get it. and I see certain people I could engage, but you want to you kind of want to like, avoid that. I more than likely would avoid that because I just don't need my children to be a part of that. And sometimes, and it's not always their fault, but sometimes, like, they don't have a filter. Yeah. Because yeah. they're so messed up. Yeah. And if they talk to my kid a certain way, if they if they reach and touch yeah, my yeah, child, yeah. then it becomes... All right, Papa Bear, yeah, Mama Bear, we issue. gotta, we, yeah, yeah. like the two of us gotta like. Like normally an interaction, protect, you know, protection. Normally mode, an so interaction it's, it's that would go rather smooth or just like whatever. With your family, it becomes more than what it usually would be. Right. But I just, I I think, I think for those that are mentally ill and homeless I believe that 
you can kill two birds with one stone in a sense like getting them the help and giving them the tools to you know like I'm not saying hand it to them I'm just saying help because there's no reason that we should have the volume of homeless and mentally ill and mentally ill homeless people that we do have here oh yeah we have an That's abundance a big, it's a big problem if I sat there and if, if, if we really sit and have a conversation about that I think they could make a family uh, and I, like if you really broke it down but <coughs> yeah but uh, I'm gonna put that to the side because there's a big there's a disconnect Especially, and I just don't understand. I don't get it. Why is the topic of someone being mixed or biracial a big deal? Uh, <laughs> I think it's dumb. There's a lot of there's a lot of different ways we can approach that topic. Um, I, I just don't understand it. I don't know why it's a big uproar. I don't get it. If it the way I see it, if you're not a part of the one percent, I don't think that should be a. I don't think that should be a topic. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, we're the minority here. We, I mean, we're, we're all living in the damn in, in probably the same filthy place. Yeah. We're still we're all doing bad. <clears throat> if you're living in the hood, there's no way you're doing better than the next person. You're probably in the same boat. You're living paycheck to paycheck, probably, more than likely. Yeah. So it's just like, what are we really talking about here? Like, I grew, we grew up, and it's just like, <clears throat> I grew up around a bunch of mixed people. Nobody batted an eye. Nobody cared. Why is that such a big deal? You know, because, <coughs> because culture and identity is like a big thing now like we have to be in our pocket like we have to be in our group and we have to define ourselves and who we are and it, it, it becomes this thing of like whenever there's a mixture of cultures it it just it, in this in this country it just becomes um like a kind of wild discussion because it's like based off how you look look at it you're forced well one how you look at it but also how you physically look, look yeah. you're kind of forced to be thrown <clears throat> into a certain category or or or, or field like but this is the this is but that's the part that I'm not getting first off you cannot control how you come out that's one. So if I'm mixed, if I'm half half Asian and half white, or half black and half white, I cannot control how how that happens. I can't control any any of that. Right. If I'm light skinned, if I'm dark skinned, I can't control that. So I I just view that as it's 
it's kind of dumb. Like, and I get it. Like, I, 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 I understand, but at the same token, I'm like, what is, what are we really talking about here? Because if I grew up in the same neighborhood as you, why does it matter? That's true. Why, why does it matter? We both, if I'm, if I'm across the street from you, guaranteed, we're probably eating the same thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and the truth is, the, the, the truth is, all of us are mixed in some f- shape or fashion because just of because of the history of this country and how how we are but even like there's people i've seen it just as an example like german irish two different races two different countries yeah but because both <clears throat> of those races just look like a white person you automatically technically they're mixed but you won't see it that way yeah. they'll just be like it's a white guy. It's a white guy. You know what I mean? And and it's sad. Like, like, depending on how your what's what your skin tone looks like, or how your hair comes out, or what color your eyes are, what color your hair is, what style, what type hair you have, it, it's hard to, you know, look like a certain like, like the, like I was just looking it up. Um, the singer uh, Halsey, right? Yeah. Her mother is Italian, her father's African American. If you look at her, she looks like a white woman. Right. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. And I don't know how she identifies. Like if she does she I, I, I don't know. Does she but identify with does the she black identify side? Does she a, identify as the white right. side? And and it and it's a weird <clears throat> it's a weird thing. But i I know a lot of mixed people who just say that they're black. Like I'm mixed, but I'm black. And maybe it's because their outward appearance looks black so it's like that's, I've how, also the world, seen that's the, how the world's gonna see yeah but anyway. i've also seen that other side of it where they're like i'm half for instance i'll be like uh i I've, i know somebody who's half white and half black and they're light-skinned and the problem with that that they come across is their their side says that they're not too they're not black enough to be black and i'm like what is how does that make sense what the fuck are you talking about like, See, like, and then that becomes the conversation of who determines what's black enough. But it's like, and it's not fair. It's really not because, like, that person is caught in between two worlds. They're not white enough to be considered white, but they're not black enough to be considered black. Mm-hmm. They're in the middle. But it's like, I can't control that. Like, what the? F- yeah. So I'm, I'm, damn near accepted by neither. And that that's been a problem for decades. You know. I and does it should it still be going on? No. I don't think so. Um, but it's you know the world is tough and and again it it's that it's that struggle to be to be validated and to be defined. And I think that when you're in a group and you hold strongly to like this is what makes us us and this is what make and this is why we are who we are. Anything that threatens that you start to feel a little like nervous or scared or whatever like you know even with um militia uh uh, just as an example like me daniel brandon and chris we all look different and i mean we're all black like everybody would look at us and be like we're black and we are black people but like in terms of like our personalities our different tastes our different like different music that we listen to like different completely different different mannerisms the way we dress like it you know 
if we were all, if the four of us were all very insecure, we could each have like this feeling of like, you black bro, but you not like, you not like a brother, you know what I mean? But we've never had that conversation because yeah. it's like, it's not important. It's really you know not. what I mean? And like, it's really not. Like, I know when we were younger, when we were kids, we used to like joke with each other like that and be like, oh well, you know, you never say the n word or or you don't like doing this. Or you never dress like that. Or how come you don't go to these places? And like, it was this thing. And it just felt like we were all trying to like validate what our, in our mind a black person is supposed to be. Or just a man in general. Yeah. But then as you get older, you kind of be like, nah, this is, this is like, this is my version of what yeah. a black man looks like. And once you find the things that make us similar. Yeah you realize it outweighs the things that make us different. Yeah. And I think as a community, um, you know, that's what needs to happen. I think the conversation just needs to become of like, all right, yeah, you, you do this differently. And this is like a different culture, but what are some of the things that we have, we, in, common. We have in common? And that's the part that, you need to focus on yeah. like and and the things that make us different are important because it makes us unique it makes us diverse like that's what allows yeah, nobody should be the same yeah that's what allows diversity but yeah. and that's how you build a but bridge. there's but there's there's a there's a common ground in diversity and i think that's the part yeah. that people like miss you know being together doesn't mean we all dress the same, look the same, talk the same, think, think the, the same. same. Yeah. It's you know, that's not what being together is. That's just uniform, like blank shit. Yeah, like you, you might know? as well just all put us in prison. We yeah, all we all like, you know what I mean? up right there. And 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 it's not like that. <clears throat> like you have to allow for um you know like conversation and 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 discovery. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and a sharing of of cultures um a big a big talk a big conversation is is cultural appropriation yeah. and a lot of times i wonder like where the line is between appropriation and appreciation well because yeah. like like martial arts originates from different countries yeah so should american kids be able to do to be able to learn that, to learn because, the ways. Because technically it comes from a different country. Are we appropriating it when we learn martial arts? Like, you know, like yeah. it, it's stuff like that. Like, but it, it, but then when we have certain things like music, clothes, hairstyles, and other people wear it, how do you determine whether it's them connecting with it and giving honor homage to it yeah. or, or making a joke I'm just it. right and just ripping it off well, for the I, sake I, of just, trendiness well like, I also it's, it's I, a very it's a thin it's, it's a shaky line yeah, but yeah. It's, it's 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 just something like for instance that whole that that whole Aquafina situation where like she speaks that way because she says she grew up in the hood right so that's who she identified with that's why she speaks like that. Right. People are like, oh, that's fucked up. You shouldn't be speaking like that. But it's like, okay, hold on. If I fucking grew up in this environment, if I, if I grew up in the hood around my peoples and I 
I start to talk like them and I start to think like them and act like them. Is that appropriation? I don't think so because I'm around this motherfucker. Like, we live here. I live here. Yeah. You know, if I'm here for years, what are you expecting from me? You know what I mean? Like, if I don't see you other than see you as nothing other than my brother and I don't view you as, oh, that's my see, that whole that whole thing like that's my black friend, that's my white friend. I think that's dumb. That's my friend. Period. I don't give a fuck what color you are, yeah. what nationality you are. You're my friend. You're my you're my you're my person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't view that as like, oh that's my that's my Puerto Rican friend. That what? Yeah. That's your fucking friend. Like, so the whole idea behind that, it, I just think it's, I think it's dumb. Like, if I grew up around this shit, then I don't think that's appropriation. Yeah. I just think that I, I grew up around it, so that's all I know. If I grew up around a whole bunch of white people and I started to act and talk like them, I grew up around that. Like, I... What do you want? And then I go somewhere else. They're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it's just like, it's a, it's the, again, it's shaky. But it's like, I can't fault you if you grew up around that. I can't sit there and be like, you know, you're fucking, you're a terrible human being because you speak like, you speak ghetto or uneducated. Right. Right. It. I just. I can't because that's what you know. That's what you grew up with. And I think you know. I think to. To combine the two topics, one the mental, aspect of it, and the cultural part of it that we talking about now with, with biracial and just like the different races and cultures in our society. I think, that's. What's missing I, I I feel like there's a strong lack of community um, I I can say like for me I hear stories of like Harlem back in like the 80s early 90s even even earlier than that and I see pictures of like the way the blocks used to be like and whatnot and like it just feels different it feels like oh this is a home everybody knew each other like even even my mom's um old building where my grand where my grandmother lives like she'll my mom will come into town and my mom's moved out of new york for years now and she'll come back to the building and some of the people that still live there are like you know hey how you been like da, 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 da. like you know community still there and it's like you won't find that in like other buildings like oh, now you can't find that like because if I went back one to- because a lot of families have either been pushed out of their homes yeah. a lot of new people gent- gentrification is, is, is a lot worse now than it was then oh, and and the problem with that is there's nothing necessarily there's nothing connecting the, the people. The idea of new people moving in, in itself, isn't wrong. But it's just when it's like, we're going to make this place that these people used to live in 
unaffordable and this demographic that can't afford it yep. we're gonna move them in and push those people out that is wrong yeah of course and then when those new people come in where's the appreciation for like the neighborhood that you're moving into like you yep. have a nice apartment and you only moving here because relative to what you make it's cheaper here yeah, yeah. while still being too expensive for the people that actually Live here. grew up here yeah. and that's like that's the issue that's the issue yeah. because now even in my building there's like this divide between families that have lived here for decades and the newer families that are just now moving in of different races, different orientations, different whatevers. Yeah. And there's this feeling, and it's weird. Like, I, I have often felt like the new people who move in look at us like we're not supposed to be, be there. there. And I'm when like, I've been Whoa. here for years. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is yeah. my home. Yep. Like, that's crazy. This yeah. is my neighborhood. Like, I, in a sense, like, you know, you're the guest, but like, I understand. Like, and that, and that's the issue. It's like if you're gonna be here, look into what this is. Like, yeah. understand behind this, understand what this block is about, what this neighborhood is about. Yeah. What, like you said, the history of it. Like, there's a reason why life is lived a certain way here, yeah. and you gotta like buy into that a little bit. You gotta understand. Like, all right, this is what this neighborhood is. Don't come in here and thinking that oh. You know, you start judging and being like, yeah, because, you know, this neighborhood and there's these things that happen. And it's like, you're saying that, but as a new person that moved in, you have no interest in fixing the problem. Yeah. You just want to live here and because it's comfortable, but then, like, judge the other stuff about the yeah. community. But, like, become a part of the community. Yeah. Be a part of the effort to fix the community that you're living in. And you don't fix it by getting rid of everybody. You don't no. just, you don't just one get to know the people. Right. It's you either know? it's either one ignore all the homeless, drug addicts, or or mentally ill, or you tell the police like, oh, just get rid of them, arrest them, put them somewhere, and whatnot. But it doesn't. It doesn't fix the. It problem. doesn't fix the problem. Right. It doesn't fix the issue. I so I use. I've moved around a lot, and I've lived. I lived in 225th for damn near my whole life. 225th and Broadway. I've lived there. I know that community. About three, four years ago, I was living over there. Now I'm living on Dykeman. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother community in and of itself. But even going to visit over there I got to know a lot of people. So by the time I moved there, I really knew everybody on the block. I knew all the, I may not know them personally, but I know them. Right. I know that I know everybody in the bodega. I know what spots to not go to. I know what block is hot. I know, I know all the bodega owners. Like this is st stuff that is important for you to get to know. I know the nosy neighbors. I know who's on some shit like oh that dude yeah he just fixes scooters all day do they actually run no but that's what he does you know what i mean it is, but it's just like those people will never get to know them they'll look at 
the same scooter dude that I was just talking about as a degenerate. They'll look at it like, what the fuck is he? Yeah. What's wrong with him? Like, you know what I mean? Or Yolanda over there who's doing the barbecue on the sidewalk and they'll be like, what the fuck? Like, but it's like, that's community. We, you know how many times I've walked up on a sidewalk, sidewalk barbecue and they're like, come eat, eat some. Like, yeah. They try to like grab you into it, like, and, and it's not a bad thing. They're trying to get to know you. They're, they're trying to come. You know what I mean? Like, invite yeah. you, invite you in. Like, at the end of the day, we all live in this community. We should be able to get to know one another. It doesn't have to be on a personal level, but you could know me. But the problem is, is that you have these new people because, like you said, it is cheaper to live here. You get a nice apartment, so we can. You can afford it. Meanwhile, the people who have been here for 10 plus years can't afford it. So we'll move them wherever the fuck they go. And we'll move you here. Now you have a whole new community of people who just came because it was cheaper. Yeah. There's nothing that ties them together. There's nothing that will bring them together. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a community of, like, strangers, like... And then it and then it becomes this like weird. How do we operate? Yeah, because we're in the same building, same neighborhood, yeah. but the way you move about life is completely different, different than, than how, how I, I move. move about mine. Yeah, and it's like I don't look at you con- like you're it's disgusting. It's hard to connect that way. <laughs> like I don't look at you like you're disgusting, but you look at me like I'm scum of the earth. <coughs> so it's just one of those things where it's like. I don't know. And I've had that where I'm like, that's a new neighbor and they don't even care to say hi or right. What's, you know what I mean? Like I'm the new neighbor or something like that. Not that you have to, but I mean like, why not? You know and I mean like, what's the harm that could happen? Get the fuck out of my face. Ain't nobody going to be like that. If you come and be like, I'm your new neighbor on two, da, 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 da. listen, like in my building, usually if new people come, they'd be like, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm such and such. I live here. Um, if I have packages, can I, can right. you grab them or right, something? Right, and, right. You know what I mean? If because sometimes we go on vacation or whatever. Some that's how usually like it'll it'll happen in my building, and I'll be like, yeah, sure, cool, why not? Like yeah. I had a neighbor that I met two years ago. I had her. Um, she was like, if you see a package, grab it. If we see a package, she hit us up yesterday. Like there was a package in front of your door. So I put it here. Mm. So, you know, it's there. She hit it because we have, you know, we have a, a person in the building who steals. Yeah. But like. That's usually how the, the relationship builds. And then from there, you'll be like, let's have a drink or let's, you know, whatever. But there's still a sense of community. There's still a sense of this is our this is our home, this is our building, sure. Yeah. And I think we've tried that, like, especially with Michael. Because, you know, Michael's so outgoing. And um, between, like, his friends at school, his friends at Central Park, um and his friends at camp, um, which all of it kind of blends a bit. But uh, I think we've tried to give him a sense of 
community in that way where like we try to get cool with the with the other parents and yeah. be like you know you know let's find some common ground here let's talk let's see when the kids can meet up and not all of us are like super close yeah. but like when we're all together for the kids we can all have conversation and get along and all of us range like different ages different races like it's 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 very different very diverse but i appreciate that and i think it's good for michael um i think it's good for us yeah. but also this and still, this is but something it's still hard because it's like i know that when we go home we're going to different kinds of homes yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it becomes like the world outside of this group is very yeah very different, different. no it's is that but it also comes in handy to, and this is where community i would back you on that is important because even if i don't know you i can still watch out for your kid or your wife yeah that's the part that a lot of people overlook if you don't have community nobody's gonna give a fuck but if i know your wife and let's say that something something happened I can go get you and say this just happened or you know what I mean like yeah. there's always or I can look out for them myself and like make sure they got home safe or something like that whereas like a regular person would be like that's not my business yeah and that's where community kind of plays a big part in that because I there's been times where like I've had people look out for my wife and my kid they're coming home from my wife is coming home from bringing her to, uh, from school, and they have told me like there was this shady dude, and we just we crossed, so that way nothing happens. Yeah. That's important because you can't be around all the time, and I'm not saying trust everybody. No. But there are certain people who will look out like that, and you can gauge it, but you will never know that if you don't open yourself yeah. to, like I said, to conversation yeah you have to you have to create community community is created it's not mm -hmm. you know because if all if all of us just live somewhere but we never talk to each other that's not a community no it's no. just an area it's yeah. a populated area yep. but it's not a community yeah a community is like engagement yeah. it requires engagement so you know that level of like care i think needs to be fixed because if you did that then the things that create the identity problems or 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 the bullying or the you know the alcoholism and and all that stuff like you can face those problems head on before it escalates yeah. because the community is strong enough to be like no you're not going to corrupt our child that way yep. like we're not going to let you fall to the wayside. We're not going to let you go down the wrong path. Like, we're going to protect you. And we're going to teach the children to be there for each other, to protect each other. Like, you guys are Watch out for each other. Right. When you, you know, see something going down, I would like for you to have step their in. back. Right. If my daughter, if my, if I, if neither one, see, like, we had this conversation, <clears throat> me and my wife, about how soon it is for my daughter to start going to school by herself. Yeah. And I was just like, shit, like, it, it's really right there. Like, we're maybe like two years away from that. Like, nine, ten, 
you know, and yeah, her school is right there, but it's still like a, you know, it's still a worry. And I was just like, but see, like, we've been in, you know, luckily my girl has been in that community for so long. They all know who she is. Mm. They all know who the family is. Now we have a daughter, so now they know who the little, little one is. So I would hope that somebody would step in if something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if somebody tried something, they'd be like, oh, back the fuck up. We don't know you. You know what I mean? Like, true. That's 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 the hope that you have with that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we'll do another pivot. I wanted to know the podcast you listen to for enjoyment, inspiration, and just for background noise. Hmm. Five. Well, you know the funny. <laughs> nah, you know it, it's it's funny you mentioned that, and I, I and <laughs> honestly, this is important. Um, this is this is the tenth episode of our season yeah um which is i think a good checkpoint yeah um just to like see how we're doing uh to get people that listen to us to like let us know how we're doing all of you family and friends that that listen to our podcast please give us some feedback let us know uh what we're doing how we can improve what you like don't like things you want to see or hear from us in the future but um the funny thing about it is when I came up with the idea to create a podcast, I honestly didn't listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> it was something. It was something where it was like I, f- I just kind of like f- found it, I stumbled upon it, honestly, because um, we when we did Militia Uncut, it was a YouTube like show. We recorded it and uploaded. A video and Brandon used to be like you know maybe we should try like doing it in the podcast format and we had explored that and we had thought about it but it was our vibe was kind of like let's do the video and to be honest if we had done more like if we had invested more in like better cameras multiple cameras different angles different like edits and stuff like that honestly our show was a bit ahead of its time because like a lot like the way video podcasts have like blown up yeah the style of our show was more or less a video podcast it just doesn't look that way because it's just the cameras on and we're just talking yeah so it doesn't feel like a video podcast because it's not crisp like yeah, quality, yeah. it's not like you just cut looks, to Daniel talking, cut to Kurt. It talking, just looks like cut to wide put, shot. Like you just press record. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was it was just it was just sitting there. So it you know we were kind of ahead of our time in that way, but um, I I was on Snapchat of all things, and this girl that I followed on Snapchat just started a podcast, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that's about. So I played it, and she was just like, I do this on Anchor. And I was like, what's Anchor? And then it was like, you can record anywhere off your phone or off whatever and, like, make a podcast and make money. And I was like, is it really that easy? Okay. Um, I guess I'll try it. But it was like I wasn't a podcast yeah. person. 
I just started pressing record and talking, and like, I guess this is a show. So I had nothing really to base my show off of. It was just okay. like spur of the moment, just be real and just speak, and hopefully, whoever likes it will find it. And you know, but at that, but I've like I've told you, I've said it on here a bunch of times. In the beginning, it was more just for me. It was more like an audio diary where I was just saying things. But and then when I got further into it and tried to make it more marketable as like a podcast, that's when I started like listening to other podcasts. So to answer your actual question, um, currently I still don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Actually, <laughs> but currently, okay. um, obviously. There's real ones, but yeah. you put me onto that, so I didn't really want to say that because in my head it doesn't count. Because nah, I would, I would have never listened to it if it wasn't for you. It so, like, but for me on my own, um, the Ringer uh, is a website. They have a podcast. Well, they have multiple podcasts, but one of their podcasts in the past was, was called Binge Mode, and um, they would have different themes. So there was binge mode Game of Thrones. There was binge mode Harry Potter. I didn't really. It was there. I didn't really listen to it. But when they got into binge mode Star Wars, I was like, "Oh, tap in. That's my pocket, of course." <laughs> An episode on the Phantom Menace and like going through each movie and like discussing it and like breaking down the themes and the characters and all that stuff. And I loved it. And I was just like, "This yeah. is awesome. I love this shit." And um. Then they transitioned from Benjamin Star Wars to Benjamin Marvel, which I'm still listening uh, now. Um, and then it transitioned into a different show called The Ringerverse, but I'm not there yet. Um, but like Binge Mode is really cool because the two hosts that on it, their um, chemistry is like perfect. The way they make each other laugh, um, and just uh, the way they edit um, their their show, um, and just the the way that they show insight into movies that I like like it it's like yeah this is this is this is me this is what I like um so that's like my main one recently um this guy that I used to watch on YouTube um Chris Stuckman he started a podcast called pre-production and he interviews filmmakers and each episode is just about like their origin story like how they got into making films and that's a real interesting one um, depending on who's on it, I don't listen to every episode, admittedly, but like depending on who's on it, um, I really like get into it. Like, um, have you seen the film uh, Missing or Searching? The uh, yeah, where yeah, the yeah. whole movie is yeah, like yeah, yeah. screens. We just, I just saw so, that. Like, yeah, Lenora, Lenora and I just Actually, watched Missing. Great. Yeah, Lenora and I just watched Missing on um, Netflix. Actually, was and great. it was like super crazy following along, but it was it was more fun for me because the producer of that movie, who wrote um, Searching, he was on the Chris Stuckman podcast, wow. and he was saying how him and his writing partner like got into it and how they started how he started making films, but how the pitch for Searching came about, and how Missing grew out of Searching. So like having that background knowledge made missing a, a better movie yeah. for me so i like when podcasts like enhance the things that i'm already into um so those two i like the ones that i really listen to right now yeah so binge mode um pre-production and and real ones okay. and i think real ones has kind of served as like a um a big stepping point for like a big inspiration for the our show yeah and like our vibe here 
Um, also, um, Christy Carlson Romano from Disney Channel. Yeah. She has like three. She has like podcasts. Many like, podcasts. Yeah, like, and honestly, I'm trying to like, keep up. That's that's an inspiration for me. Um, yeah. Like growing to that level, I, I realize that it's, it's a trend now. Like stars that used to be on things are starting podcasts yeah. to talk about like the behind the scenes yeah. and go back into it. Like um, Boy Meets Boy Meets World. Um, some of the ca- they have, cast they members have, they have a podcast they called Pod Meets World, yep. and um, I'm like, that's cool. That's no, declassified. You know, has the one. only thing is, admittedly, those things make me jealous because like, because they were already famous. Yeah. As soon as they start a podcast, it's automatic that they're gonna get listeners. Like it's harder for like yeah. us because like, we're starting. We're literally like, and I'm not saying that it, it may not be hard for them. It it may be, but. It's not hard in the sense that people have missed you. Starting from scratch, you're brand new. Yeah. Whereas we know you from growing up with you. Yeah, the nostalgia of it is... (coughs) So, more than likely, if we've not seen you in a while and you pop up, we're clicking it because we've missed you. You, you, It was like like when... Steve came back from Blue's Clues. We was just like, where have you been, dude? Yeah. And he he wrote that message. I was crying. I was like, man, screw you. Yeah. You left us. (laughs) But it's, whereas us, we're starting from the ground up. Um, You know, I mean, you've been doing this for a while, but. This is a whole new thing. This is yeah. You know, it's, it still feels new. So it it's, still, feels, it's still it's still ground up. Early. We're still, still feels, trying to yeah. you know grab grab audience grab people you know to listen and, and stuff like that. But I like it. I like the journey. Yeah. Um, I I I really enjoy it. I I listen to um, if you know um, so there's this podcast that you know, it's called Two Dudes and Some Bullshit. They they focus on horror. Nice. Um, but I I love it. Um, I listen to real ones, obviously. Yeah. Um, I was really big in Joe Budden podcast. I was. My cousins. And then my cousins are are heavy. Into and then Joe the Budden. break. I don't know the, why I I never. And then the started. break happened, and I followed Rory and Maul. And oh, that was okay. because I just didn't I didn't fuck with the way that it went down. Like yeah, yeah. how he handled that situation. Yeah. I didn't fuck with it and I was like, that's kinda like I, I you know, whatever. Are you are you a Joe Rogan guy? 'Cause um I, Eli Eli's heavy with Joe Rogan. Like, he used to have, listen to a lot. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I don't know if he still does. Not but. really. Like I'll catch clips on TikTok, but like I won't I won't sit there and be like subscribe. Yeah. Not to say that it's it's not good. It's I know it's good, but no. Uh, that's not that's just not my thing yeah but now my uh, again I'm doing uh, Rory and Moore Rory and Moore um I'm now I just subscribed to the Nez Declassified podcast yeah you know I've been seeing those on Instagram the, the, the those reels. are enjoyable yeah they, they are they, they have man they have chemistry all around they're great um all of Christy Carlson Romano's uh, podcast when I can and I was one. into it because like, I was I watched, watching her when she was on YouTube. Yeah, at first she was doing a lot of YouTube stuff, and then she's still doing. YouTube. She tra- yeah, but she's transitioning more into like yeah doing she, her podcast. I feel like yeah. I feel like she's gonna hit the spot, and this is because her videos were she, dope. She's it just, I feel like it she's was gonna, just like her walking in the woods, like 
just talking to yeah. people. And like those videos were mad cool. Like, I feel like she was so honest. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she's gonna the trajectory that she's going is like for her specifically is talk show. Yeah. For her specifically, I can see her going the talk show route. Yeah. Um But yeah, I love the vulnerable. Um Yeah, vulnerable's real. Um she had one with Will Friedle, the I hear I hear voices. I hear voices, yeah. And I was like, where the hell did it go? Like I was enjoying it. Like yeah. don't take it away. Did you you listen to the one when they did the the Kim Possible episode? Yeah. That was oh cool. Oh my god. That was cool. Seeing them make the mistake. Right yeah, the but seeing the mistake like right. that like in real time and they still caught up to it, like Draken made had made a mistake. Yeah. And I was just like Because oh, they, they were like, We haven't done this in a while. That's so cool. Like mm-hmm. what? Yeah. But it's it's, I've gotten to a point where like, you know I I, I probably trend, watch like more the, the podcasts. Reunions, like yeah, reunion podcasts are like really. Well, because on. we miss them. Yeah, like, the, like I said, the nostalgia, nostalgia plays is, a big part in in, yeah. in this, especially if we grew up with you. Like, you got to understand, we grew up watching you. You, and for a lot of us, we grew up in probably broken homes. Not not all of us, but. Yeah. There's there are a lot of us that did grow up in broken homes, and you were, we, we all probably felt like a part of the family with you. Like we yeah. we tune in with you, we watched everything. So, of course, I'm gonna tune in with you as grown adults, because now we, we, we can relate still. Like yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I consume a lot more podcasts than I thought I would. Um. But I'm loving it because you get more ideas that way, and you get you get to see how how other people do the podcast because not everyone does it the same way. And, and I think cool. I think podcast was what made me know for sure that like I wanted to have a co-host because when I was doing it by myself, it was cool and it was fun. Like I said, like I I enjoy the early stages of my podcast as rough as it was like a lot of those episodes i can't listen to anymore because it's just like the quality and i'm like oh my god what was i talking about but like <laughs> and and i took so, I, I used to take so many pauses and like you could hear my breaths like it was it was weird i was like oh my god i used you to get figuring it out yeah though. i used to get so distracted like it was crazy <laughs> but um i i appreciate those old uh episodes but i think for me um i realized that most of the podcasts that I enjoyed were conversations. It was people yeah. talking to other people. So yeah. I, I realized, like, why would I make a podcast that isn't something that I would even listen to? Like, you know, and and it, and it got it got it got a little like uh, I don't know if I want to choose boring or lonely. It's probably a bit of both, but like it. Got, <laughs> it was. It, it started to get a little like I'm kind of tired of doing this by myself. I kind of I kind of want to have somebody to bounce off of and 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 have fun again because you know Militia Uncut was so much fun because it was just the four of us hanging out and just bouncing off of each other and like I missed that a bit on the podcast. Like it was good when I had people to talk to and just experience different uh, views and, and 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 things like that and just to give other people like their moment. Yeah, you know, um, one of the things that I appreciate about it now, um, just to go back on um, episodes, is like I have an episode with my dad, 
on this podcast, you know, before he got sick. Yeah. So like when I go back and I listen to that have episode, it documented. yeah, it's and like, it and it lifts me up to know like me and my dad had like a real dope conversation about like sports on the podcast, and like yeah. that's like a snapshot of like who he was, and, you know, how he used to be before everything, and like I really love that. I have I have an episode with my mother. Um, that one is is cool. Um, you know, I I got an episode with. Um, uh, a pastor that uh, one of my youth pastors when I was a kid and like I really looked up to him I still look up to him and like that episode was fun you know so and, and every cousin every episode I do with my cousin Chris is like comedy like we just be chilling so you know um, I, I love that and I think I think that's just a central theme like podcasts create a sense of community yeah. like you know and just this through line, like us, these last few episodes, like talking the way that we've talked, giving Winter uh, a space for them to just be exactly who they are, like no judgment at all. No. And I know that that's tough because like they go through a lot, you yeah. know, but for for them to just sit for an hour and just chill with us yeah. and, and, and talk about like things that matter, but also to just be silly and have fun. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's important. And I think that's the main reason why like. I keep doing it. So podcasts that I enjoy are just podcasts that give me a sense of community. Like I want to listen to it and feel like I'm in the room with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not forced and it just seems like genuine conversation. Right? Yeah. And those are the great ones where you're like, oh man, they're really just, they're really just talking. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, um, yeah, man. I'm finding myself in a crossroads. Like, like, I know what I want to do. It just, how I have to. It's never gonna be the right time to execute it, but I have to start betting on myself, and that's something that I'm kind of struggling right now because. Betting on myself is going to put a lot of other people to be uncomfortable. And, you know, I know people will probably be like, well, so what? You know, it's your life, your life's your life, but it's not so black and white. Um, but doing this podcast with with you is a step in you know step in the right direction you know not being under someone you know like I would love to take this and go places and you know shoot the shit with you and, and fucking Hawaii and, and, and right? Cali <laughs> and fucking just all different types of places like that's cool you know like yeah, that's fucking awesome. Cause then we're all experiencing it together. Sports podcasts are dope too. I I, I realize that I enjoy that. Um, I watch it on YouTube, but technically it is a podcast. Um, the Hoop Collective. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I listen to them. There's there's three of them, and they talk and they like go about. They cover like sports topics and stuff. I've like covered. That. I've so covered. I, I enjoy those. I've well. caught. I've caught like some clips of uh the pivot podcast mm. um i think it's cool because i remember tuning in to 
the other one that they came from. I forgot the name, but I tuned in for like an episode. Yeah. So, and I thought it was cool, and then the next thing I knew, they were they were not together again. But neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so out of, out of the ten we've done, which one is your favorite? <laughs> It's funny because you ask me this question almost like on a weekly basis. I know because it's like, but it's it, it it's, it's cool because my answer could change, but it's usually like the same answer. Um, but I think, I think the episode after the comeback, after after that episode where we got vulnerable, after those two, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite episode because it's just we seem more alive. Like our energies are different after those two episodes. Oh, definitely. And it's not the same. Like, and it's for the better. Yeah. It's almost like it's weird. It was almost like there was this wall there between mm-hmm. me and you, and it was like we didn't know that it was there. Yeah. It was invisible. And then like after we we did that, it was just like what wall yeah i definitely i definitely felt the weight lifted um yeah that's probably my favorite too just because the the flow from topic to topic was like seamless so um i really <laughs> i really enjoyed that we still didn't get to cover all the topics yeah but well, you know yeah it, it, it will get to it eventually but um yeah i really enjoyed it um i think i think it's just f- fun to have those moments where you're like, yeah, that's like, that's so true. Like, honestly, the funniest shit is, to, I still laugh about it in my head, the, the Steven Seagal shit. Like, <laughs> those three word movies are mad funny. And I was, I was thinking in my head, like, yo, we should make more like funny shit like that. Like, how many three word movies can you come up with? Like, I'm putting, yo, I'm telling you like right Steven now. Steven Seagal stars in Across the Street. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> That's gonna be one of our episodes. I'm putting a three a three titled shit in one. Pain of our- for pleasure. <laughs> Filling Hill in. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yo. <laughs> Filling Hill in speech never ends. Yo, when you, you told like, what? <laughs> yo, when you told me seriously, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. When you pointed that out to me, I was like, I never thought of that about that before, and that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Just look at his discography. You're gonna see. This is all three three worded titles, and it's just like, why? Yeah. When you promote that, like, does it come off as like, this is cool? Like, I don't, I don't know. But uh, apparently, he is very disconnected. Like, he's very full of himself and stuff like that. Oh I yeah, he's know. he's a dickhead. He. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't expect somebody who is like that to think, nah, this is kind of wordy or. This title I, sucks. Because I used to want to be like, I used to be like, yo, where's Steven Seagal? Like, he should be in more movies. He should do whatever. And then I was like, oh, he's a dickhead now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're kind of good. We're kind of good. I'm kind of, I don't need to see him in nothing else. Because if I know yeah, that behind now, the scenes he was like rude to everybody. Yeah, because now it, I'm like, oh. It makes it trash. Like, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> and, and honestly, it makes me appreciate, again, executive decision way more because like, I love Kurt Russell. Like Kurt they got Russell's rid like of him at the guy. right time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Kurt Russell's great. So you know, and and they were smart. Like, who would you rather have, Steven Seagal or Kurt Russell? It's it was like always Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> That's not a choice, right? Oh man, 
fucks with Kurt Russell. You know what's funny? My favorite Kurt Russell movie might be Executive Decision. Although he's great in so many movies, so it's hard because like there's the thing. There's um, he's really good in the John Carpenter just loves working with him. Yeah, uh, Big Trouble in Little China is a classic. Yeah, um, I like him in Poseidon. He's really good in that. Um, Sky High, like the yeah. dad as the dad yeah. in Sky High, like yeah. he's hilarious in that movie. Um, he's fucking Santa Claus on Netflix. Like those two Santa Claus movies on on Netflix. Kurt Russell's Guardians. Santa Claus. Right, Ego, Guardians of the Guys. He played the shit out of that. <laughs> like, that motherfucker's a villain, bro. Yo, I, I love Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's one of my favorite actors, man. Like, um, Miracle is a good movie. Yeah, I I, I respect Kurt Russell. Um, yeah. He's in he's in The Fox and the Hound. See, we can't say that about Steven Seagal. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Like top five Steven Seagal movies right now. <laughs> It's literally, it's literally under siege and executive decision. Like that's it, that's it. Like you, you know, you can watch it. You don't even got five. You, I don't. You barely, I know the movies. You barely but I don't got like them two. They're all the same. You barely got two because you can't even count executive decisions. I tell you, and even <laughs> and even under siege, like the best part of that movie is Tommy Lee Jones. Like it's not <laughs> Steven Seagal. Like you can't even count that. No, no, no. no. Yo. I don't count. I don't accept that. I can't count. So it's just one then. (laughs) I only like Under Siege, which is commonly referred to as the only good Steven Seagal movie anyway. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't accept that. I don't count that. That was crazy. In that movie for five minutes. (laughs) I don't count that. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, man. So, you know, I I think the biggest goal for us now is to increase the fill in the hill community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, you and me are good. We got that bond. So, like, now it's about bringing on people that, like, get the vibe of what we're doing here. And then it just makes it spread out. Like, you know, and that's what we want this to be. Like, again, the safe space for hot takes. Like, just you can sit here and talk about things with us that you'd never say. Of course. On the outside, like yeah. it's just be, be you. Yeah, you know. There's no reason to be anything else other than your authentic self, and that's where, you know, that's where I appreciate uh, having Winter on because yeah, they're them. Like yeah, and I was, love it. Like yeah, that was good. I honestly really enjoyed that episode. I just listened to it the other day, and I was like, it's a great episode. Yeah, like and it was just a great feeling. Like, and everybody got like their, everybody had their space. To, to talk because yeah. I, I, I know there's certain podcasts where like I've read in the comments like why are they always cutting off the guests like why do they always like interrupt their their thought like stop doing that you know yeah. and I realized when we had winter on we didn't oh. do that which was great like we all we all had our time to yeah. speak you know and it flowed like effortlessly so that's something that I want to continue I think in the future um I want to I want to I, we gotta get into the studio so we can do the video podcast. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Um, I want to get that Patreon up and running. Like, I want to. I want to really like dive in and and make this. Yeah. Like I said, like the community. If there's any one theme for this whole episode, it's community. Community. Yeah. Um, and just think about how you can make a stronger community in your life and with the people that you that you love or with people that you might not really know yet but like give them a chance to yeah, get to know them be 
a part of your community or become a part of theirs like you know and to me that's the only way to solve those issues and to bring it back to the very first thought I think when you don't have that feeling and when you're on that island and when you're alone it makes it easy to just snap and the violent tendencies like come forward now a 12 year old killing a 9 year old I have no answer for that I don't know I don't know what causes that that's 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 dark Um, that's that's some yeah. I'm sorry if you if you yeah. there's no context behind it. It just looks like some evil shit. Like yeah, and there's no other way to explain that. Like I I don't understand it. But but you know, when <sighs> when the community is strong, the chances of evil prevailing go down tremendously. tremendously. You know that's crazy. We yes. both thought of the same word. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like yes. this shit, that's how it is. You know. <laughs> so just build that community help us build ours um if you're following on spotify please if you're listening on spotify please follow the show um rate Keep us. listening yes continue share uh, with share your with everybody if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please leave a rating um like i said the um patreon will be up soon uh we're looking forward to some great episodes coming up next month uh gotta do the the girls dad episode i figured in junka's father's day so yeah. like that'll be a really good um time to do it uh, we're definitely going to have a Militia Uncut reunion soon, um, so be on, on the lookout for that. But uh, thank you for following us. Um, you heard of Ratchet and Clank? Well, we're filling in. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you on the next one. <laughs>